the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, like Roly just told you, and I am blessed that you're that you chose to join us tonight. Thank you for tuning in, and I pray the Lord's blessing upon you. And speaking about the Lord's blessing, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord for for His blessing tonight, and that He would just lead us and guide us. Father, I thank you, Lord. You are awesome, and you are mighty, and you are glorious, and you are majestic, and there are no words, Lord, to praise you and to glorify you. Lord, the way you deserve to be glorified and praised and just worshipped. But Lord, we just come before you tonight, humbly, Lord, asking and seeking that you would fill this hour. Fill this next hour, Lord, with the power of a mighty and awesome God. That you would reach and touch each and every listener tonight. Yes, Lord, let there be blessing. Let there be healing. Let, let us find the God who fills and satisfies every one of our needs. For you will provide for for all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That is the promise of your word, Lord. And we seek the fulfillment of that promise tonight, Lord, that every listener would experience the touch of a mighty and awesome God. Father, lead us. Fill me with your spirit, Lord, that I would speak forth words of truth, words of encouragement, words that build up, Lord. Lord, we seek you in prayer tonight. In Jesus' name, we knock on that door. We seek, Lord, that we would find in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, you're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm so glad you tuned in. And I pray the Lord's blessing upon each and every listener. And we that's what we do. We pray for your prayer requests. We answer questions. We just seek the Lord in his word. So call in tonight. I encourage you to call in with your prayer requests call in with your Bible questions, whatever's going on tonight, we need to put that in prayer. You know, the Bible tells us in First uh, uh, John, the 5th chapter and the 14th verse, a, a scripture that I often quote on this, on, on this program, it says, this is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. We can have confidence. We can know that we can come before him and ask according to his will. And we know that he hears our prayers. We have that confidence that if we know that he hears us, that we know we have the requests that we ask of him. And, you know, the, the, just before we went on the, the air, the Lord reminded me of this, uh, uh, this scripture 
in Psalm 46.1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. A very present help. You know, he's here with you now. He's a present help. He's here right now in the present. Not, 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 not just in the past, not just in the future, but in the very present. He's a very present help. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever struggles you're going through right now, whatever fears you're, 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 you're being held down by right now, he is that help to get you through the struggle. He is that help to, to, to take care of the situation, to change your situation, your circumstance. So call in tonight. If you need help right now, right now, call and ask for prayer. Call and we'll pray right now with you for your need, for the need of your loved one. If you know somebody who's in, who needs prayer, if you need prayer, if there's something you need to pray about, I encourage you to call in tonight with your prayer request. The number is one 888 That's 8 888- Eight eight nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls. And you know, there's somebody we need to pray for right now. Pastor Nick Mitchell has been in the hospital for several weeks in Houston, Texas, and uh, he's on a respirator. And uh, you know, there's been uh, really uh, not much, if any, improvement in the situation, and we need God to do a miracle right now. We're asking the Lord to heal Pastor Nikki. So, Father, we come before you, Lord, and we pray for Nikki. Hold on. We pray for Pastor Nick, Pastor Nick Mitchell in Houston. Lord, the pastor of your church. He, he, you've established a church in Houston, Lord, for for over 30, 38 years, 30-some-odd 30, 30 years, Lord. There's been a church there in Houston. There's been a pastor of this church. And Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you would heal the pastor. Heal Pastor Nikki, Lord. Whatever's going on, Lord, whatever infection there is, whatever blood disorder, whatever organs are not working correctly, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch his body, Lord. Touch him, Lord, that he would be blessed and healed from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. I pray, Lord, that you would just minister to him, Lord, in that hospital, in that room right now, that you would fill that place with your spirit, Lord, that the power of God would be in that hospital room and upon Nikki, Lord, and that you would heal him. Lord, bring him back to his family. Bring him back to his church, to the congregation. Lord, you hear the cries of your people every day, Lord, for this man. You hear, Lord, us pray that you would heal him, Lord. And this is the confidence we can have before you, Lord, that when we ask according to your will, that we know that you hear our prayers and that we have the request that we ask of you. So we ask, Lord, that your perfect will would be accomplished for Pastor Nikki, that you would heal him, Lord, that you would raise him up, Lord. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would do a mighty work. In the name above all names we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, if you need prayer, we do, and I, and I encourage you keep this man, keep Pastor Nicky in prayer, keep Pastor Nick Mitchell in Houston, uh, the pastor of the Houston Church. Keep him in prayer as you pray this week. Uh, keep him, keep the family in prayer. His wife's name is Sally, so keep Sally in prayer. His family, the church, and uh, as the Lord 
remind you, keep Pastor Nikki in prayer. And then if you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer and you want to pray, call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you to call in because we want to pray. We want to pray and seek the Lord. We want to stand in the gap for those who are in need. We, we just stood in the gap for Pastor Nikki. Who do you need to stand in the gap for? Who do you need to lift up before the Lord that the Lord would, would intervene, that the Lord would, would, would make a change in their circumstance and the Lord would heal them? How about this? Who do you know that's not saved yet? You, you, you know, we don't have to mention their names. You could just say, Sammy, there's somebody, or just tell, give us their first name, and we can pray for them. Who do you know that's not saved? Who do you need to pray for in your family? Who do you need to pray for in your community that they would be led to the Lord? Let's pray for those. Let's pray for the for the unsaved. Let's pray for those who are sick. If you're sick, if you know somebody who's sick, let's call call in and pray. Let's pray for those who are in need. You know, how about a Bible question? You know, if you have Bible questions, uh, if there's something you read in the Bible or something you heard or there's something you want to talk about, you want to get a better understanding, let's do that. Let's 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 search the scriptures for the answers to your question. So call in tonight. With your prayer requests, call it tonight with your Bible questions, whether it's on the Bible, whether it's on the world religions like Islam or Buddhism or whatever. If it's on the cults, the occult, whatever your question is tonight, whatever you're struggling with tonight, whatever you want to get a better understanding on, the Word of God is the, has the answer to your question. So call in the numbers 888-995-5552. That's 888 888- Nine nine five 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 two for the live on your calls. We have more announcements and things to talk about, but we're going to take some calls, and then we'll talk a little more about uh, the Friday night meetings, about podcasts, about this ministry. And we also have First uh, Corinthians chapter thirteen to talk about tonight. So, with that, we're going to go to our first caller and talk to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. You are the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you? Um, last week, uh, an Anthony called in, and you were debating him about whether you could lose your salvation or not. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, I apparently, I think you believe you could, and I wanted to ask on what basis. Well, I don't believe that you can lose your salvation, Elizabeth. Uh, to lose something, you know, is, is to misplace it, or or you didn't, you didn't know that you've lost it. You know, it's not like... You can't lose your salvation the way you lose your car keys or you, you lose your remote control. You misplace it. You don't know where it is. You know, we know that we have the assurance of salvation because Jesus told us that no one can snatch us out of his, out of his hands. In Romans, the 8th chapter, it says nothing can separate us from the love of God. So we can't lose our salvation. But I also believe that while we can't lose our salvation, I also believe that God is a sovereign God who honors man's free will. And man has the free will to walk away or give up uh, or abandon salvation. It's called being an apostate. And the Bible talks about the apostate, those who who fall away from their belief or those who who abandon their belief. Those were never saved. Well, why do you say that they were never saved? Well, I think that they weren't of us. Well, it says if, if they went out from us, but they were not of us, okay? Right. Uh, there, there are some 
that have a said faith, okay, or say they're like like, like Judas, who 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 you know who oh, yeah. who, who say they were Christians or yeah. profess to be Christians, but never were Christians, okay. Well, yeah, so I believe right. I believe in I believe that, but I also believe that it tells us in in in, in Peter that uh, that those were that there were some who were uh, actually saved. Or knew. What, what, where does it say? What does that? Say? I'm trying. I'm looking for the scripture right now. Uh, I believe it's in Peter, where it tells us that uh, it would have been better for them not to have known the way of salvation, than having known salvation, uh, tasted of the, the the knowledge of God, and 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 walked away from it. Um, yeah, but but I don't think those were ever saved. Well, they they, they hear it, but they walk away. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, that, like that's, that is the debate. See, that's the debate. Were they once saved, okay, and they, and they gave up their salvation, or were they never saved? Uh, here, here it is. Let me, let me go to it. It's in First Peter, um, I'm sorry, Second Peter 2.22, and it says that, uh, for it would have been better for them not to have, and listen to this, not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn away from the holy commandment handed to them, it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow after washing returns to wallowing in the mire. So it's talking was, about... Because he was never, I think... Well, no, look at... Look at it also says in, in verse 20, for after, for if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they again entangled in them and are overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. I believe that this scripture is talking about people who actually have come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but then because of getting back involved with with, with a, a lifestyle of sin or they, they got entangled in sin and they were overcome by sin, uh, they, they've not lost their salvation but they've turned away from their salvation i believe that man that god never uh uh makes man do anything he he he's a sovereign god who honors man's free will see man still has a free will if once you were saved you could never be lost again okay or could ne- you never had the choice to to walk away from god you would not truly have free will so I believe that man has free will, and while while it's not while it's something that is very difficult to do, let me just say that for a truly saved person to walk away from God, that is not an easy thing to do. That is a and difficult then you thing all, to you do. Always think of the prodigal son. Absolutely, he, he walked away, but I mean, he knew who his father was. Absolutely, and see, and he the, knew where to come back. And you see, that's that again. That's that's the, that, that that's the the love and the grace and the mercy of God. Because as long as there is breath in your lungs, there is hope for your soul. You know, you can always come back to God, even those who 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 are uh, fallen from uh, from from God's presence or have walked away from God. Many times we hear of, of prodigals who were raised in the church or, or, or were, were raised in a Christian family or knew or came to know the Lord and they walked away from God to come back to God. I mean, we, we've had, we have wonderful testimonies of, of great men and women of the Lord who have walked away from God and come back. But you know? I wouldn't want to be 
I wouldn't want, how would I tell people about the salvation and then tell them you could lose it? Well, why would you, why would you tell them that you could, no, 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 why would you tell them that you could lose it? You can't lose your salvation. I don't believe anyone can lose their salvation. I believe that we have a free will, you know, and that if we choose once we're saved to be, to, to walk away from God, we still have that choice. Man has that choice. But I believe that once you taste, once you've really given your life to God and you're born again, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna choose to walk away from God. You're gonna love the Lord and walk with the Lord, and you know nothing can separate you from God's love and God's will. But there still has to be that uh, uh, ability or that choice in order for man to have free will. I I couldn't imagine having it and then. Lose. I don't. I wouldn't want it if I could lose it like that. Well, you know, God gives us grace. He gives us His mercy, and He gives us His love, and we accept His love and His grace and His mercy, and we walk in that. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Romans the eighth chapter gives us that, gives us that assurance. You know, and I believe in. Well, like it says, height nor width nor depth. Nothing can separate you from God's love. Nothing can separate you from His grace and His love and His mercy. But you still have free will, don't you? Not in the, I don't think in that respect. Well, I, I, I think I, the, I can't. I can't. Well, see, that's the debate: is it is it is it God's sovereignty, or if, or is it man's he, free will? And I believe and that he, I believe that there we, we we I believe that we meet somewhere in the middle, that there that God is sovereign. And he does choose us, he does elect us, he does predestine us, but then also we have our own free will. God created us with a free will that we could love him of our own volition. Because without that, we would be just mere puppets, and our love would not count for anything. No, so, okay, Elizabeth, thank you for your phone call. I appreciate your, your thoughts, and uh, okay. we'll leave it at that, okay? God bless. Okay. Goodbye. And if you have a question, if you have something you want to talk about, uh, we can, you know, we can talk about it. We can search the scripture. I just, you know, gave her scripture, and, and and I believe that man has free will. Let's go on to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Daryl. Hi, Daryl. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Okay, money. Uh, my my fiance, she had uh, operation two years ago. She had a damaged nerve on her neck, and they had to remove the pressure off her neck. And now she's paralyzed. She can't walk. She's really helpless right now. She can't do nothing. Mm -hmm. And I'd like like for you to pray for I mean, send one of them, let God send a miracle down. Amen. Amen. What's your, what's, Daryl, what's your, what's her name? Her name is Rita. Rita. Father, we just come before you. We stand in the gap, Lord, for Rita. Lord, there's something going on, Lord, and you know exactly what it is. Lord, I just pray for miraculous healing, Lord, for Rita. I pray, Lord, that you would touch her, Lord, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. Every nerve in her body, Lord, would be repaired. Every nerve in her body would work correctly, Lord. Every cell in her body, Lord. I just pray, Lord, to receive a blessing from a mighty and awesome God, a healing, a miraculous healing, Lord, from somewhere, Lord, that doctors are unaware of, Lord, that this world is unaware of. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would make aware the power of a mighty and awesome God. Lord, you do beyond what we ask, abundantly and exceedingly, Lord. So we pray that prayer for Rita, Lord. We stand in that gap, and we just ask your blessing upon her, Lord, your healing for her, Lord, that your name would be praised and glorified, 
and that she would rise up, Lord, to give a glorious testimony of what you've done for her, Lord. We just look forward to that, and we praise you for that, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless now you, Daryl. And prayer for myself to keep keep me strong, uh, to keep me in, to take care of her, because that's all I can do is take. She's from Kansas City. She don't have no family out here but me. Well, Father, we pray for Daryl, Lord, that you just strengthen him with the power of your Holy Spirit. Fill him, Lord, with the, with the power, Lord, to, to, to be compassionate, to care for, for Rita, Lord, and to do according to your will for their life. In Jesus' name, amen. God, God bless you, Daryl. Thanks for the call, and thank you for standing in the gap for Rita. And I pray that more people would stand in the gap for their loved ones and that you would call in tonight and that we would be prayerful for your needs and the needs of your loved ones. Let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Marcus. Hey, Marcus, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Good evening, Sammy. Good evening. Yes, I have um, a prayer request for two people, and then also uh, just wanted to ask you about if you've heard of the uh, new assembly bill law that was passed prohibiting um, uh, pastors, priests, or anybody to uh, talk about sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Uh, um well, Have I haven't, I haven't, that? I haven't heard. I, I know there was a bill uh, before Congress talking about hate speech. They have this law in Canada, and uh, you're not allowed to to talk about uh, 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 homosexuality or, or to say it's wrong or to say it goes against God's word. It's called they they, they categorize it as hate speech. Right. And well, I know pastors be, in Canada that have been in jail for it in California, but they wanted to keep. Um, uh, any comment of sexual immorality mm-hmm. of uh, uh, through the uh, was a bill passed through. Uh, well, well, unfortunately, and, if, uh, if any state, if there's any state that would pass a bill like that, it would be California. Yeah, uh, and that's what I think it, that it's it is. And uh, I don't know if it's still in the assembly or mm-hmm. it's passed, but so I don't know if you had heard about that. I I haven't heard of, about that. Uh, per se, of it happening now. So, but if I would encourage you to call your congressman and ask uh, ask your congressman, state congressman, about that and see uh, uh, what's going on and, and yeah, encourage them to vote against it because it's a... Yeah, because that, that is an infringement of our freedom of speech. Right, that would be. But um, apart from that, uh, I just want to ask for prayer for uh, Victoria, who's having trouble sleeping, having uh, uh, demonic attacks at mm-hmm. night keeping her from getting a, a full night's sleep. And um, another friend of mine, Orlando, who is having trouble, uh, he's in the hospital right now, intubated, and having trouble. Uh, we don't, I don't know why he can't breathe on his own, but his throat is closing up for some reason. Oh, Father, we come before you, Lord. And we come before you, Lord, to stand in the gap for Orlando and Victoria. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would send your ministering angels to Victoria as she attempts to go to sleep, Lord, as she enters into that sleep mold, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that that you would cause her to sleep peacefully, Lord, that there would be uh, uh, angels gathered around her, Lord, to minister to her in her sleep, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would fill her, Lord, and give her thoughts of peaceful, uh, 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 restful sleep, Lord, that you would do a, a miraculous work, Lord, Lord, that you would give rest to the weary, Lord, that you would just... Uh, just minister to her as she sleeps, Lord. Lord, that you would...
guard her from from the enemy, Lord, that the enemy would have no power to to influence her sleep time, Lord, but that your ministering angels and that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just minister to her and give her that rest that she so desperately needs, Lord. We need sleep, Lord. We need to rest. And I pray that in that rest you would minister to her, Father. And I pray for Orlando, Lord, in the hospital, Lord, on a respirator. Lord, that you would breathe new life into his lungs, that you would breathe new life into his body, Father, that you would do what doctors are unable to do, Lord. Uh, uh, Marcus doesn't know why he can't read, but you know, Lord, you're there. You're the very present help that he needs right now in that hospital room. And I pray your blessing, I pray your healing upon him, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you, Marcus. Thank and, you, Sam. And uh, this Monday, give give your give the state capitol a call. And yes, uh, I will. And encourage anybody else to do that too. Amen. Thanks. Okay, Marcus. Have, have a great weekend. Well, if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, look, it's twelve twenty-four already. We're almost halfway through the program, and we want to take your call. We want to pray for your for your need. We want to seek the Lord's answer to your question. The number is eight eight eight. Nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. You can call in tonight. We are a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your calls and pray for your prayer requests. Ready to open the Bible and just seek the answer to your question. So let's do that. Eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We're gonna go to our next caller and talk to. Uh, I believe it's John. Hi, John. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Hi. Uh, yeah. Um, that's like a general question about some things. Uh, some things I would like to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, we live in a, a big world. And it has lots and lots of different countries and different languages and different right. types of people. And I know here in the United States, you know, I can get as much gospel as I want. Mm-hmm. I can I can do computer, I can do TV, I can go right. directly to church. But I've been working at the airport and working with um, with different airlines, um, going overseas, and, and I'm getting to see people I've never really seen before, like Koreans and Chinese and all kinds of people. And my question is, do, I guess, do pastors or do church leaders know what countries accept the Bible? Mm-hmm. Do people accept the Bible? And what people, like their governments or their nations, fully reject it? And it's just like the Western countries that... Right. Well, there are many... <clears throat> excuse me. Unfortunately, there are many parts of the world that do not accept the Bible as the Word of God. Uh, There are major religions in the world that do not accept the Bible as the inspired Word of God. I think of Islam uh, or or Buddhism. They don't believe in in, in the Bible. And then there are communist countries that that have outlawed or will not allow the Bible in the country, will not allow missionaries and, and, and Christianity to to be in their country. I think of North Korea. You know, you can't get a Bible legally in North Korea. You can't have a a Christian church in North Korea uh, without uh, uh, fearing uh, imprisonment. Uh, A friend of mine, uh, Pastor Lyoba, 
in in Moscow was in uh, a, a foreign country. I think it was uh, I forget what it is the name of the country, but it's a communist country. And he was preaching, uh, and uh, the the police came into the to the establishment where they were preaching, and arrested him. And he was in prison for eleven months, beaten and, and a broken a broken leg, beaten and 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 mistreated, persecuted for the gospel. So there are many places in the world that will not accept Christians, will not accept Christianity. Uh, Iran does not allow uh, missionaries to come in and uh, and preach the the gospel of Jesus Christ because you can actually be beheaded, you can be killed. For, for, for turning someone from Islam to Christianity. So there are many parts of the world uh, that will either not accept Christians or not accept uh, 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 the Bible, uh, and that's why uh, we support missionaries and we support, uh, like, the through the Assemblies of God, through the Foursquare Church, through many, uh, through many different uh, uh, organizations that will either support underground uh, uh, churches uh, will smuggle Bibles into countries. You know there are Christians in Asian countries that don't have Bibles. That uh, you know that they 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 share a page or two of the Bible, and they don't have their own Bibles. And we're, you know uh, uh, we support uh, organizations that get Bibles to anyone who wants to read the Word of God. So does that answer your question, John? Yeah, and it just kind of leads me to my next question. Um, and I guess that's just between me and God. I just wonder sometimes, like, what you just told me, I kind of thought that that was kind of true, mm-hmm. like, before I asked it. But then I think, you know, God, you know, when I'm talking to him, I say, you know, sometimes it's not those people's fault, you know, that they die uh, without having you know, learn the Word of God, and sometimes they die, you know, young age, they're in a country mm-hmm. that's not, and, you know, I know God is great, and He's going to do the right thing no matter what, Right. And I guess it's just my human, yeah. and, like, questioning. Right, and you know, God does not judge a person on what He doesn't, or what, what He doesn't know. God will ju- only judge a person on what He does know. If you know there's a God and you know there's a God in heaven, and you don't acknowledge him, God will judge you on that. If you do realize who God is, and you decide decide to worship him, and accept him, and receive him, he judges you for that. If you've heard the gospel, and received it, then you are a child of God. If you've heard the gospel, and you've rejected it, then you've made your choice. But God does not uh, judge Based on what you don't know, he bases you. He bases his judgment on what you do know. And if you read Romans, the first chapter, God has revealed Himself in many, many different ways, and and, and He's placed He's placed a knowledge within us that there is a God. And that's why that's why man has turned to even gods that he doesn't know, pagan gods uh, of his own creation, because he knows there's someone out there, and. Uh, you know, even Paul acknowledged to the to the to, in, to the men in Athens that they worshipped to an, uh, they they had a statue uh, uh, dedicated to a god who they the unknown god. Yeah, and, no, god. Uh, yeah the unknown god. And, and Paul said to them that which you which you have uh, worshipped in in ignorance, I now make known to you. 
So God, God does make Himself known to us, you know, uh, even even to those who 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 worship Him uh, without realizing who He is. We know there is a God, but it's but God will reveal Himself to us, and He does reveal Himself to us, and He's chosen His Word, and that's why it's so important that we that we read the Word, that we study the Word, that we go to church, that we hear sermons and preachings and teachings of the Word of God. It's 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 so important that. That, that we would seek to know him, because Jesus said, uh, this is eternal life, to know the one true God uh, the, the, and, the, and his son, Jesus Christ. You know, this is, this is the way to salvation, to know God, to have a relationship with him. Okay, John? I hope, that, I hope that answers your question. Oh, yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. We're going to talk to, we're going to go to our next caller and talk to... Let's see, get the right line here. We'll talk to Vicki. Hi, Vicki. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi. Hi, Sammy. Um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I think that kind of answered the question a lady a couple of three callers ago, uh-huh. where, you know, about a dog going back to its vomit. And sometimes I read that scripture and I go, well, I was backslid back in, you know, about uh, six years ago for a few years, mm-hmm. like four or five years. And I thought, did I lose my salvation? Did I, you know, but I'm not in that place anymore, and I right. I repented of that, and I'm, you know, I came back to the Lord, so I'm just thinking, well, does that, that doesn't mean I lost it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I don't believe, I don't believe you lost your salvation. I believe you were, you know, you, you'd backslidden, and you turned away from God. You got involved in, in, in something you probably shouldn't have gotten involved in, or a lifestyle exactly. you shouldn't have gotten in, involved in. But like I said, as long as there is breath in your lungs, there is hope for your soul. You know, we can, we're, we're so, we're the, we're the prodigal many times. We're like the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter uh, who walks away from God and finds himself in, the, the, in, in dog vomit, for, for no better example, and, says, and comes to their senses and say, what am I doing? But if, mm-hmm. but, but if a person chooses to walk away from God, makes a choice, mm-hmm. having once known the truth. You know, the Pharisees knew that Jesus was, the, 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 was sent by God. They knew that he was the Messiah, and they rejected mm-hmm. him. You know, Completely, were yeah. they ever saved? You know, these were children of the covenant. These were sons of Abraham. You know, they were supposed to be saved. But did right. they ever come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ? No, they didn't, even though they knew who he was. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible to know all the truth and still walk away from God. That's man's free choice. And I believe that, that, that or man's free will, I should say. So I believe that even if a person comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but then once again gets entangled in sin and ends up dying in that situation, they didn't lose their salvation. They chose to walk away from their salvation. They chose to leave the grace and mercy of God. They chose to give up or abandon mm-hmm. their faith. And the Bible so talks about rewards, the rewards, right? They, they lost their rewards. They lost their eternal destiny of being with God in, in his in his uh, in his kingdom. They lose out on that. And but they didn't lose their salvation. They freely gave it up or freely walked away from it. That's what I believe because because I don't believe man got, I don't believe man ever gives up his free will. We have free will. We have the ability. You know, I, I'm not I'm not in in in, in 
I'm not, I don't believe that grace is irresistible, like the Calvinists believe. I don't believe in irresistible grace. I believe that you can resist uh, God's attempts to save you. If, you're, if, you're hard, if your heart is that hardened towards God, or if you've, uh, uh, if you've chosen not to receive grace, or, or you've, right. chosen, you, 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 you've decided against Jesus Christ, I, I believe you can, you can resist grace. I don't believe that grace is irresistible. And I believe but what that about once a, a person saved? What about once a person's sealed with the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, and a person who's sealed with the Holy Spirit can't enjoy sinning. They they're so miserable. If they're and, a true child of God, and, they'll come back. And I'm right? glad you said I'm glad you said that, Vicky, because any Christian who is not miserable in their sin, okay, has a real uh-huh. problem. You can't. Yeah. You, you know, if you if you keep resisting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know, and you're not miserable in your sin. You know, I question that person's salvation at all. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, because yeah. there are people who who go to church and even mm-hmm. have been baptized that are not Christians. They're not really Christians. Mm-hmm. They're they're not really born again. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the greatest uh, problem in the church today. I believe that there are people who are are, are said Christians, but, but but are not true. They have said faith. They don't have true faith. You know, mm-hmm. they might think that they're saved because they go to church or because they read the Bible, but never have had a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in the church today, that that we don't uh, uh, truly know what it means to be, to be born again, to have mm-hmm. that changed life. You know, because a Christian has to be miserable in their sin. You know, if somebody tells me they're struggling with sin, I say, great, that's good. It's good that mm-hmm. you're in the struggle. It's good that you're in the fight. It shows that there's something going on. The Holy Spirit's at work in your life. You know, mm-hmm. don't give in to temptation. Go, don't give in to the struggle, but be in that fight. The, the Bible tells us we're in a battle. You know, we've got that. Right. Uh, we've got a target in our back, and Satan has us in his sights. But, 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 but he's not going to have the victory over us as long as Amen. we're spirit filled, spirit led. We're going to be uh, conquering. From, from you know uh, every situation and every circumstance through the power of the Holy Spirit, you know we praise God and we worship Him no matter what our situation is, and uh, right. and uh, a Christian has to be in that struggle. He has to be in that fight. And if you're in sin, it'll make you miserable. If you're a true Christian, and oh you're, yeah, and oh you're yeah, want to get out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, if, well, you're, if you're one of His, you won't yeah, be a happy person. Yeah. If you <laughs> if you don't have a problem in your sin, you've got a bigger bigger problem than you, than you think. Right. Okay, Vicky. Thanks for your call. Thanks for your question. Thank you. God bless. Okay. Bye. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, if you if you know somebody who needs prayer, I invite you to call in. Uh, we've got the, about twenty minutes left in the program. Uh, if you if you need prayer, or you or you want to pray for somebody, or you want to ask a question, you know we've got a lot of questions tonight on salvation and about if you can lose your salvation. Uh, you know, and I said, I'll say it again. I don't believe you can lose it. You can't lose your salvation. Once you're saved, I believe you're in the hands of God and nothing can snatch you out of his hands, but you can choose to leave. You can choose to give up your salvation. You can choose to walk away from your salvation. And I, uh, I know there's a lot of people that will disagree with that. And that's okay because we can agree to disagree because the Bible 
uh, uh, tells us to, to 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 live in peace with one another. You know, we can uh, honestly debate these situations, these 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 conversations, and we can have different opinions. But at the end, you know, we all must love each other, and we all must uh, be together in God's word. So let's do that. But if you have a question or a comment, if you have a prayer request, call in at eight eight eight. Nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Let's go to our next caller and talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hey, Sammy. How you doing? God doing okay. Lord. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Happy Lord's Day. How's Saka doing? Saka's doing okay. He's doing well. How can? Okay. How, how you can, doing, Sammy? Doing okay, but we need to get to. We need to get your your prayer. Your what? what, what how can yeah, we help I you tonight? Well, well, let me. All right, so. Well, I had a question, too, so let me ask you something. So what about, like, if, you know, if you do so much sin, you know, I mean, what happens if you do, like, a lot of sin, a lot of sin, and, what? like, if you know it's a sin, you know, and you uh-huh. can keep doing it, don't you could lose your salvation? Well, I don't, uh, here's the thing, why would a Christian keep on sinning? You know, Christians don't keep long accounts with God. You can't live in a lifestyle of sin and expect to, still, and expect to be saved. If you practice sin, then you're not really a Christian, Jeremiah. You know, if you read Galatians, the fifth chapter, it says if you're, you know, if you practice sin, you cannot expect to 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 to, to go to heaven. You can't expect to be in God's uh, in, in God's kingdom. I'll just read. Uh, if we go to Ephesians, the fifth chapter, I believe, or the fourth chapter, um, it says that we should walk by the Spirit and not in the flesh. If we walk in the flesh, you know, it, it, we're, we're going to go to hell. And you can call yourself a Christian, but if you walk in the flesh, you're not a Christian. So why would a Christian keep on sinning? We keep short accounts with God. If First uh, John tells us, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us and wash us from all unrighteousness. We should be in a constant relationship with God where we confess our sins, he cleanses us, he washes us, and he gets rid of that sin out of our life. And we go on to live, you know, we walk by the Spirit, not by the flesh. Don't, don't expect to live a carnal life, a sinful, fleshy life, and still expect to go to heaven. It's not going to happen. The Bible tells us that that's not what's going to happen. No. Yeah, it says, okay. it says, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So we're supposed to be led by the Spirit, not be led by our flesh. It says this, um, the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like this of which I have forewarned you. Just as I have forewarned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if a, if a person who calls himself a Christian, and you've got to remember something, Paul is talking to Christians. He's, he's not talking to the unsaved. He's talking to the Galatians who were saved. He says, if somebody calls himself a Christian and practices this type of lifestyle, they will not inherit the kingdom of God no matter what they call themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. So, so we can't practice 
uh, live in a lifestyle of, of carnality, of living in the flesh, and still expect to go to heaven. Now, that doesn't mean that Christians don't sin. I, I know that, you know, Christians sin. Christians fall into sin. We all yeah, make, we're all we all make mistakes, right? That's why we God. that's why we need grace. But you, we don't practice sin. We don't get up in the morning thinking, "Well, I'm going to go out there and sin, and then I'll just ask for my forgiveness and I'll be okay." No, it doesn't work like that. We get up in the morning and we ask God for strength, for power to live the life yeah. that He has that He desires us to live. You know, I always say if you if you get up in the morning and you're you're praying for God's will to be done in your life, then at night you won't have to pray for God's forgiveness because you'll have the power to live the Christian life during the day. But if you do fall, we ask God for forgiveness. We seek his grace and his mercy, but not not for living, not for practicing a lifestyle of sin, Jeremiah. Yeah. Okay? You're right about that. Okay, well, I had a couple prayers for you. Okay, uh, quickly, we're running out of time. Okay, quick, uh, pray for Nancy. She's I don't know if she's still in the hospital, my aunt. Uh-huh. Pray for her and Lonnie, for God to give them the strength. And for me and my mother, we're looking for another place. Okay. Uh, we need a place again. Well, Mugodad, we just come before you, Mugodad. And again, we will come before you and stand in the gap for Nancy and Lonnie, Lord. I pray a blessing upon Nancy, Lord. I pray that you heal her heart, Lord. That you would that you would totally relieve her heart from congestive heart failure, Lord. That you would strengthen her heart, Lord. That her heart would would function in a in a in a proper and normal way, Lord. That you would just bless her with that, Lord. Bless her with healing, Father, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet. I pray, Lord, that you would relieve her, Lord, from congestive heart failure. I pray, Lord, that you would heal her, Lord, from any heart disease or from from whatever's going on, Lord. I pray for Nancy's healing. I pray for Lonnie that you would give him strength and that you would strengthen his faith and his trust, Lord. Lord, that he would grow in your grace and knowledge, Lord. I just pray for Lonnie and Nancy. And I pray for Jeremiah and his mom, Lord, that you would just provide for them their needs. You would provide, Lord, for whatever they need, a house, an apartment, where that you would lead them and guide them, Lord, that you would just give them that, 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 that blessing, Lord, of knowing that you're in charge of their life, Lord. I just pray for your blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Sam. God bless you, Jeremiah. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your for your questions. And let's go to our next caller quickly. And um, Wilbert, are there two Jasmines or just one Jasmine? There's two of them. Well, let's go to our first caller whose name is Jasmine in Long Beach. Hey, Jasmine, how you doing? Good, good. How can we help you tonight? Yes, I just wanted you to pray for my uh, son, Steve. Okay. He has uh, he had uh, high blood pressure, and he had an aneurysm, and now he's gone. Uh, he had his healing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Everything came out good, but now he's got another appointment scheduled, and he's been forgetting a lot, and I'm just wondering if you could please pray for him. Oh, Mugodad, we pray for Steve, Mugodad. Yes, Lord, we thank you and we praise you, Lord, for a good report. But, Lord, we want to continue in that good report. We want to hear the, 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 the doctors say what you've already said. Steve is healed. Steve as well. I just pray, Mugodel, that go blood pressure normal, Mugodel. That brain function, Mugodel, normal and, 
and, and totally, completely healed in the name of Jesus, Lord. I just pray a, a blessing upon Stevie Mugodad. I just pray, Lord, that that you would do a miraculous work in his life. That he would that he that his brain function would be normal. That he would remember and understand and know. And that Lord, that he would walk in the spirit. That he would walk in the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. That you would just bless him, Lord, from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, Lord, and that we would glorify you through Stevie Mugodil. I just thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you for for, for his health and his healing, Lord. I thank you for Jasmine Mugodad, that you'd strengthen her, Lord, and that her faith would grow and that her trust would increase, Lord, that her trust in the mighty and awesome God, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Thank you. God bless you. God, in God bless you, Jasmine. Let's go to our second Jasmine, who's calling from Los Angeles. Hi, Jasmine. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Sammy. How are you? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm good. Well, how, how can we pray for you? What can we? How can we be of um, service tonight? Since you're running out of time, you could just like pray for me and my husband Tobias because you know lately we've just been arguing about like nonsense. Oh, Father. Really nothing to be arguing about. Well, Father, I just pray, Lord, your blessing upon this marriage, upon Jasmine and her husband, Father. I pray, Lord, that you would work all things out, Lord. It says you work, you work all things together for the good, Lord, for those who are called according to your grace and your mercy, Lord. Lord, work this out. Help them to work with you, Lord, to work these things out. Help them to seek you, Lord, even in the, the, the most silliest or or, or uh, uh, dino arguments, I just pray, Lord, what, whatever is the, the argument, Lord, whatever is the dispute, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that they would come to you and say, Father, what do you say? What do you think? How can we work this out? How can we honor you and honor each other? Because, Lord, they're not two. They're one. They're one flesh. They come to you in, in, the, in the at-one-ment of the atonement. You died, and you gave your son, you gave your son and died on the cross, that we would be at one with you, that we would have that oneness with you. And Lord, we can have that same oneness in our marriages. And I just pray, Lord, that Jasmine and her husband would find that at one Lord, in their marriage. Lord, I pray that you bless them and work out whatever disputes, whatever arguments there are, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you would bring peace to this house, bring peace to this home, bring peace to this marriage. Lord, and that they would live in your love and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sammy. God bless you, Jasmine. Uh, let's take another call, and we're going to talk to Patricia. Hi, Patricia. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help? Uh, good evening, um, Pastor. My question is, um, with regard to the Lord's Prayer, uh, you know, like at the end it says, uh, and lead us not into temptation. Our Lord would not lead us into temptation. Mm-hmm. What, what, shouldn't it be like, let us not fall into temptation? Well, you got to remember something. That, you know, Jesus is teaching his, his disciples how to pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, we have the interpretation uh, of, of the King James Bible and the, and, the, and, and the NIV and the New American Standard. And there are ways to interpret uh, each and every line of this prayer. You know, it says, um, uh, Our Father, heart in heaven, hallowed be your kingdom come. I'm trying to... Um, Will be done. Yeah, lead us not into t- temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
the proper interpretation, the proper translation, I should say interpretation, proper translation here is keep us from the evil one. Okay, uh-huh, not uh-huh. keep okay. us from evil, but keep us from the evil one. Protect us from the enemy. Protect us from Satan. Protect us from the devil. And it's not saying that God will lead you into temptation. He's asking. He's saying, pray that God would keep you from temptation. You understand? Oh, okay. You understand what I'm saying? Because God cannot be tempted with evil, and God doesn't tempt anybody. The Bible tells us that. Mm -hmm. So God Mm -hmm. can't say uh, in in Matthew the sixth chapter, "Don't lead us into temptation," like He could. But then tell us in in John that he he can't be tempted, you know. So that would be a contra- that would be a contradiction, and there are no contradictions. He's just telling us pray like this, pray in this manner. Lead us not into temptation it means keep us from temptation, keep us out of temptation, give us the power over temptation, give us victory over temptation is what he's is is, is the proper translation or interpretation. And you know, it's like keep us from evil, really, keep us from the evil one, keep us from. That who him who would bring evil right. into our life. I see. Okay, I understand it. Better. So does that make okay. sense? Does, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Patricia. Thanks for your call. Thank you. God, God bless. You. Well, uh, we're running out of time, and we've got still more callers. So let's go. Let's talk to our next caller, and we're going to talk to Samantha. Hi, Samantha. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help you tonight? Uh, hello. I actually got a question. Uh huh. Uh, all right. Uh, so I was wondering, is drinking a sin? Is drinking a sin? Drinking what? Yeah, because what are you? You're asking about drinking alcohol. Yeah, because I remember, like, I'm talking about like Jesus days. Uh-huh. How he turned the water into wine. Because actually, right today, mm-hmm. uh, how he turned water into the wine. Because Bajita. I guess the water was no good. God from God forgive me for adding a taking because the water was no good. It gave them uh, sicknesses, flus, and things. So well, well, the, the the Bible doesn't say don't drink. It says don't get drunk. It says do not right. be do not be drunk. Getting drunk is a definitely a sin. Definitely, one hundred percent, completely, totally, uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, getting drunk is sin. But 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 what is it? But 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 here's the thing. How do you know you're drunk? At what point do yeah. you know you're drunk? It's the Bible right. says, and do not get drunk with wine, for it is a waste of your time. It is a dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and in hymns and spiritual songs. So the the, the, the best thing is, don't drink. Don't drink to, right. in excess. The Bible does not prohibit having a glass of wine, or, or or some alcoholic beverage. What it does prohibit is using that as a means of having a good time. Do you understand? Right. Like you go to a wedding right. and there's a lot of drinking going on. Get out. That's not a good that's right. not a that's not a good place for you to be because people are getting drunk. The the main uh-huh. the main thing of having alcohol to a wedding is to get high and get drunk. The main thing, if you're if you're yeah. having if you're having a party and there's 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 alcohol there, what are people doing? They're getting drunk, and the Bible yeah. says don't get drunk. That's why that's why I, I can't see Christians having uh but be most alcohol right at a, at a, at a wedding because you're encouraging people to get drunk. To, exactly, yeah. And the Bible says, "Do not get drunk." Every time. Mm. You see drinking or drunkenness in the Bible, it's a bad thing. 
You never see the Bible praising, oh, they were having such a good time, they got so drunk, it was such a good thing. No, it's a bad thing. Whenever you see drunkenness in the Bible, the Bible talks against it. So why would you want to do that? You know, it, well, and again, I'll say it, the Bible does not prohibit having mm-hmm. a glass of wine or having a beer or having a drink. But the Bible talks against is getting drunk because you're opening yourself up to influences not of the Holy Spirit. And the best thing is, don't do it. You know what I mean? Right. Don't don't put yourself. Like you know, the Samantha, uh, who who was it that just called the the lady? The, I forget her name. Uh, she just called and, and was asking uh, about temptation. You know, uh-huh. you're being led into temptation. There's a that's a temptation right. there. I mean, do, do you stop after just one or two or three? Don't the best thing is don't get involved. Don't don't allow the enemy to lead you into that evil because it's evil. Mm. Getting drunk mm-hmm. is evil. Okay. Right. So uh, I, thank you. God bless you. Okay, Samantha. God bless you. Good night. God bless you. Bye. You know, and it's it's you know it's a simple thing. Don't get drunk, and the best way not to get drunk is not to drink. Don't get involved with alcohol. Don't get involved. Get out of there. There's no reason for, for you to be at a wedding or a party. There's no reason. As Christians, we need to stand up for the Bible. We need to stand up for the Word of God. We need to stand up for the truth. And I, I hope you'll join me in doing that. You know, I hope you'll support this, this, this ministry in your prayers. I hope that you'll pray this week about uh, supporting us with your finances. You know, Roly's going to give you the address if uh, if the Lord leads you, I, I pray that you'd send something in to help us stay on the air. Stay on KKLA. And Lord willing, we'll be back here next week. Don't forget about the prayer meeting. On you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about the prayer meeting, but we get together every Friday night. I hope you'll join us next Friday night at 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. We're there every Friday night seeking the Lord in prayer and in His Word. And then we'll be back here next Saturday night answering your calls, praying for your prayer requests. Again, God bless you and good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.